0: This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza.
1: 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer,
2: Ron Raver. And good evening, guest hosting for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. I'm Bryce Kendrick with another edition of Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, Cecil Ison and the staff here at Ison's Family Pizza, Garings. Fleet. With chevrolet buick along with georgia's pharmacy and medical equipment we begin our show tonight wrapping up this winter's girls basketball season and also talk some high school girls swimming and wrestling a bit later on it's good to have back coach kevin moore 13th year head coach of the east central lady trojans welcome back to the show coach
3: hey thanks bryce i, I wish we were talking under maybe some different circumstances about a semi-state game but uh there wasn't to be.
2: No question about that. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but I know you watched uh, the Super Bowl yesterday. What was your take on the Bengals-Rams game?
3: Oh, my gosh. So frustrating. So, obviously, a huge Bengals fan. Yes. Uh, just getting there, you know, under, what was it, a 4-12 year last year to get to that point, you know, just a remarkable turnaround. But up 4 with the ball in the second half on three different drives and you're not able to score to go right. – you know, for a two-score game, I think that was that was the telling difference. And, you know, you can always say a play here, a play there, officiating missed call or the, the holding call, the P.I. call. But they had opportunities long before that to, to kind of put the game on ice, and they
2: weren't able to do it. Yep, they just, uh, once they made that run, the, uh, the Rams shut them down defensively, and six of those sacks came in the second half.
3: Yeah, and, and they talked about it all week coming into the game. But, you know, if you don't protect Burrow, which they didn't really do that down the stretch, uh, you know, you're going to have a hard time winning the game.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully they spend some of that cap money on an offensive line because they seem to have a lot of the other pieces in place, and, plates, and uh, maybe you and I can enjoy uh, some more Bengals success in the future. Does that sound good?
3: Oh uh, like, we, we deserve it. Uh, you know, the whole Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> fan base does. But somebody was saying this morning, well, they'll get back there. I hope, you know. Uh, it's not Dan that Marino, it's not that easy. No, get, I think Dan Marino went in his second year um, and never got back. Yeah. And, and you know, hopefully, that's not the trajectory of Burroughs'
2: career. Yeah, I mean, you can ha- you can have a money. you can have a great team, but man, there's a lot of luck involved as well absolutely yeah well let's talk a little basketball now uh before we uh, get into the get into the details of a lot of the good things that your program did this year of course uh, your team uh, suffered a tough loss on saturday you took on an outstanding franklin grizzly cup team final score 78 65 uh that that's a very good franklin team you face saturday
3: yeah for sure i mean you get to a regional story level you're you're gonna have to play your best basketball to advance and, and unfortunately you know we didn't do that from the. Execution standpoint, but, um, you know, our kids played hard, and that kind of, that's kind of our calling card. We we, um, we had a bad stretch to start the third quarter, uh-huh. uh, and, and it really, really cost us the game, in my opinion. I mean, we we were down 13 at half, um, talked about making some adjustments, and we come out in our first four possessions. We turn it over, and they scored nine points Ooh. off those four. So, Ooh. you know, you, you get down uh, to a team like that. It's hard to overcome, but we actually got it all the way back to seven, right? With about two and a half minutes to go, um, and and on three straight possessions, we didn't score down seven. We got, you know, we had the ball, didn't score, stopped, got the ball, didn't score, and and, and you know, just we had the momentum on our side. Yeah. Obviously, being down as much as we were, but uh, so you're in a position, yeah, late, you're in a
2: position late there, coach, to to get it to a two possession game on three different trips down the floor.
3: Yes. Wow. Yeah, and that, that's, those are the things that, you know, when you think back on it a week from now, two weeks from now, the summer, the what ifs, the what if, should have, could have kind of scenarios, but, uh, yeah, I I, I I will be shocked if uh, Franklin's community isn't cutting down the net, maybe, um, that they're that good. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it goes to show, you know, there's a few plays here and there um, that, that ultimately decide a game when, when two teams are as good as we are. Um, yeah, I, we, we missed three layups, so there, let's say there's six points. Okay. And let's say we have two less turnovers. We had 20 turnovers, which is way out of character for us. Right. Uh, let's say we have two less turnovers that don't equal points. There's four, and we hit one more three. There's your 13 points. And, you know, you look at a score and you see, okay, you lost by 13. But if you can break it down to five, it's five five plays one way or the other. And it right. can ultimately just
2: aim well, I, I know everybody's talking about Franklin and their ability to score because they came in uh, to the tournament as the highest scoring team in the state at just over 68 points a game. But I know you can appreciate this, coach, because you pride uh, yourself and your team on their defense. And Franklin is a team this season that is averaging 14 steals and 13 deflections a game. Those are, I mean, those are outstanding numbers.
3: They, they are. And they're so physical. Um... You no, know, we we got to the free throw line thirty four times, and, <laughs> and I felt like we could have got there seventy four times. I mean, they they are that physical. I think it puts it puts officials in a tough spot because you could blow the whistle every possession, yeah. and and you know that takes away from the game and sure. the flow of the game. So, uh, yeah, they, they 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 have you know seven or eight rotation kids, and they don't have to worry so much about foul trouble or maybe so you know like us or some other teams. Our rotation isn't as deep. Um, you know, it uh, it allows them to play that way. So we you know, we you uh, we'll hold them to 78. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they shot so well from two. We didn't expect that. You know, that's yeah. not something that we predominantly give up. They were 20 of 29 in the paint. Yeah. Um, and against us, that typically doesn't happen.
2: So that, a lot of credit goes to them. Yeah, well, their two studs uh, uh, certainly had their game. Uh, Trailer and Brunson have both been averaging in that 14, 15, 16-point range all season. Uh, they go for 32-27. and 27, And uh, uh, that's a big reason why they also knocked off Bedford North Lawrence in the final. Third-ranked uh, Stars, team 58-52. And as you said, uh, they're, they're headed back to Indianapolis. Yeah, I, I
3: think, you know, Mooresville is certainly capable of beating them but but Franklin's going to be easily a double digit favorite in that game and on the other side you know we're we're familiar with Crown we played them earlier in the year Um, they played Noblesville you know if if I had to pick I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a Noblesville Franklin um, state final and, and what a game that'll
2: be right well let's get to some of your kids in in that game from saturday uh josie Trable, of, of course has had a, an outstanding career and and she's only wrapping up her junior season she ends up with 31 points 10, 10 rebounds and three steals as i understand it though i think a lot of those points kind of came late when you guys made that fourth quarter run is that correct yeah
3: she was kind of kept at bay early on i think she had three points
2: at half wow um, that's not an easy they, thing they did to do'
3: Yeah, they did a a nice job of keeping her out of her um, catch areas, you know, at the high post and the low block. We like to get it to her. So we made some adjustments, and she ultimately did as well and and kind of put her team on her back in that late third, early fourth. Um, You know, she had 28 points in the second half. and fouled out with about three minutes to go Mm -hmm. um, as well. So, you know, you look at that, she had 31 there. She had 36 in the final against East. Um, Earlier in the year, she had 29 against Crown Point, 24 against Bedford. In the big moments, Josie Traber plays her best basketball, yeah. and uh, you know I, I've said this before. I, it's um, it's very upsetting that she hasn't received the Division one offer yet, but somebody is going to get a feel because they're going to come in here in the spring and, and offer her. And, and uh, you know, I think she's got a legitimate chance to being our first Indiana Junior All Star and in, in school history, I just girls basketball. But uh,
2: well, certainly that'll uh, be really an f- an, that'll be an, a big opportunity there for her to showcase her talents because a lot of people will pay attention to that.
3: Yeah, and. and you know, as you know, in the media, we're kind of stuck in that no man's land where we're not really getting the Cincinnati love and we're so far away from Indy, we don't get that attention. So, right. you know, we try to put ourselves in situations where we play in these big events or the play against the, the top competition to, to get our kids the, the uh, recognition that they deserve.
2: Yeah. Uh, also from that game coach, uh, Lady Baker, she scored 15. Uh, Hope Fox, 13 points and eight boards. Another solid performance for your senior.
3: Yeah, and, and Hope just uh, she couldn't get it going from, from the three line. She was one of five, two of five at the line, five of 15 overall. But as I said earlier, she emptied the tank. She spread right. her heart out. Um, and, and, you know, you're going to have those games of shoes where you just you just can't find it. And, and, and Lane, she got to the line a lot. I think she was nine of 10 at the free throw line. That's
2: fantastic. Uh,
3: yeah, and, you know, she might be a little lighter in the shorts. Um, and some of the kids that we play. But. That's
2: never been said about me, Coach. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, me either, recently. Um, yeah, she's relentless, and, and uh, if she can score at the three line and at the rim, we've got to work on her, our mid-range game and the float game. If she can score at all three levels... I think mean, she takes that next jump
2: for us next year. Yeah, well, well, you got Treble coming back. you got Baker coming back. Another uh, kid that uh, made some good contributions for you on Saturday and throughout the entire season, Julia Teeman. Uh, she only put in four points, but, you know, you look at the rest of her stat line, six assists, five rebounds, and three swipes. That's not all bad.
3: No, and, and she, like, you know, you know how we like to operate things. She sets the tone for us offensively and uh-huh. gets the ball where it's supposed to go. Um I'd certainly like to see her score a little bit more, and we're going to work on some things in the offseason to maybe help that along. But uh, she played her butt off, man. She got yeah. beat to acting back. that yeah. <laughs> Game too. she was around more than she was standing, it felt like. But um, I'll, I'll go to more with kids like that any day.
2: Well, we, we talked about the senior, uh, Hope Fox, that you're going to lose, and uh, you, you have uh, some others that you're losing to graduation. Uh, you've had nice contributions this season out of Ashley Nobby.
3: Yeah, I, you know, Ashley coming over uh, to start her junior year, um, and and basically started every game for us this year with uh-huh. exception maybe one thing. But you know, you don't her numbers aren't going to blow you away, but she she does the little things that stand out to, to people like myself or you that see the game and maybe differently than than your ordinary fans, right? You know, she's, uh, she makes the extra pass. She is an undersized kid that had to guard um, post players guys because we've played four guards and just. She was all about winning, and that, and that—that's I think why she, you know, ultimately came to Central. Is she wanted to win, and, and she has two sectional championships to her name and to her credit, and uh, we're, we're really proud of her. And she's. She's a great student, and she can be very successful down the road.
2: Yeah, she's coming in on the on the back half, so to speak. But uh, you know, this program goes twenty two and five this year, wins a third straight EIAC this year, undefeated. And, uh, and if memory serves me right, I think of those three conference championships. You only have one loss out of twenty one games. Is that right?
3: Yeah. So over the course of their four years, um, our seniors are twenty seven and one in, in uh, conference games. Wow average margin of victory of about thirty so yeah we we um we like to win you know <laughs> but everybody wants everybody wants to do that but not everybody's willing to do the things behind the scenes or the things in right. The spring, fall, and summer, and, and these kids have done that over the course of their career.
2: Yeah, well, to win and to win consistently, uh, you got to keep feeding the system, and of course, uh, with the, with the kids that you're losing, you still have a heck of a core group coming back. Trable, Baker, Teeman, uh, Caitlin, Dick. Um, talk about talk about uh, talk about uh, Caitlin. We haven't mentioned her yet.
3: Yeah, so you know, you look at Hope and she averaged around 14 points a game, and. You know, I look at things maybe a little differently. Um, I don't think we're going to put somebody in that role and they're going to be expected to score 14 points. But you can fraction those points out to various people. Sure. I, think those, I think Josie takes the next step and will contend for maybe leading the state in scoring. Um, Laney's going to take an uptick in points. And, and happy, Caitlin, she, um, she's going to slide right in. And, and down the stretch here, she shot about 47% from the three-point line <laughs> the last four or five weeks. So when you've got Trayvall and you've got Laney that are scoring and and, ultimately taking the team's best defenders she's going to get a lot of open looks, and, and more times than not she's going to hit those shots and there's some things that we'll ask her to do from an improvement standpoint with the ball in her hands but um Kalen's, uh a multi-sports kid that wins a lot, and, and she's going she's gonna to have a really, really good senior year for us.
2: Yeah, another kid that we've talked about uh, that you're pretty high on, but also you've admittedly uh, given her a, l- a little bit of uh, of abuse is Emily Clem, the freshman.
3: Yeah, that, that's one that will um, <laughs> really t- hopefully take a next step. And yeah. She... she uh, she was kind of in that no man's land where she was probably too good to be on a JV team, but she couldn't quite crack the varsity rotation. Right. So, uh, you know, she practiced with us every day, and 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 I, I know that Josie and and Lainey and, and Teamin and Happy see the potential in her, and the coaching staff does. Now we got to get her to see that, and and she's such a nice kid. We need her to be a little bit meaner between the lines and be a little bit more offensively uh, minded and and uh, aggressive minded, if you will. So. I think I think coming in as a sophomore, she doesn't have to be the best player on the floor, but we need her to to look to score, and, and that'll start this summer.
2: Well, with the uh, with the kids that we haven't mentioned as of yet, that uh, you hope will be kind of maybe a hidden gem for next year, who who might we be speaking of?
3: Yeah, so so those five we've talked about, but I, I really have high hopes for um, a couple juniors, Bailey and uh-huh. um, is somebody that was. A JV kid the last two years and dressed every varsity game. I think she, I think she's got the the potential. Uh, we're looking forward to get that confidence, but she has the potential and the skill sets to, to be a rotation player. And then uh, Carly Davis was a was a transfer in um, from Harrison and wasn't eligible to play varsity this year. But had she been eligible, she would have probably been on a rotation. So wow. that's somebody that will ultimately step in and hopefully provide some scoring for us. And then we, we've had kids that. You know, um, Addy Arnold and Brooke Carpenter—that been varsity kids. Um, they certainly get an opportunity. We, we need them to, to to come along from a skill set standpoint. But Coach Johnson's JV team was 17 and four, um, so they're, those kids are used to winning as well. Uh, we've got a group of freshmen that that uh, have an opportunity to maybe steal some minutes as well. So, you know, I did an interview earlier today. You know, over the course of the last 10 years, we've won 16 or more games, and. Uh, that that's a tribute to our skill development and, and kids just trusted in the process. You know, 2016, Allie McCool graduated. We won more games the next year than we did with her. Um, two years ago, Brile McCory, you know, graduates and we win. we win the sectional the next year after she graduates. Right. And so we, we just pull and, and plug these kids and, um, and, and rely upon our skill development in the off season. And, and, and uh, keep
2: winning well you got a great program going there coach and uh it starts with you but i know you are very thankful for uh, the people that you have around you as far as your assistants go and uh, of course uh, it it still doesn't get done without the hard work that your kids are putting in year in and year out not just during the season but what they're doing in the off season
3: for sure it, it's um you know like i said we, we have a, a couple things but work wins you know we just we're not blessed with overly athletic kids, but we have kids that come from families that understand what it takes to be successful in life. And that's just outwork your opponents and, and prepare yourself as best you can. And um, we're really proud of what we've built, and we want to continue to push forward.
2: Well, congratulations on a great season, Coach. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank for be- Thanks for being on the show once again. And uh, as they said, we hope we get to do it again. No
3: doubt, man. I appreciate all your uh, support over the season. It's been great. Talk all about. right.
2: Thank you. That was uh, Kevin Moore, head coach of the East Central Lady Trojans. After this short break, we'll be joined by another coach whose team played in a regional Saturday. That's South Ripley's Matt McNew. You're listening to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. Chocolate caramel
0: lava Buncake. cake. Chocolate caramel lava buncake. cake. Chocolate caramel lava bun cake. Isen's Family Pizza has a new amazing chocolate caramel lava butt cake. you got to try one of our personal-sized chocolate butt cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum-o! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville, the best pizza, and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or Ison'sFamilyPizza.com.
1: Delivery before now and always. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at
2: 103.9 WRBI. Thanks to East Central Girls basketball coach Kevin Moore for joining me in the opening segment. You're listening to Coach's Corner from Eisen's Family Pizza. Also brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Willer. Coach Moore and the Lady Trojans, of course, were involved in a basketball regional. And so is our next guest, along with his Lady Raiders. He is South Ripley third-year head coach Matt McHugh. No, it's Matt McNew. Welcome back, Coach, and thanks for coming on the show once again.
4: Thanks, Brad. Glad to be here. I appreciate having me on.
2: It's, uh, it's great to have you on once again. And, and before we talk about basketball, I'm kind of asking all the coaches, since this is such a topic of conversation, big Super Bowl game yesterday, your biggest takeaway from the 23-20 loss uh, by the Bengals to the Rams?
4: Looks to me like even the uh, Bengals may want to spend some money on an offensive line.
2: <laughs> you think? You think? Just a little bit. Yeah, I don't... You- I don't think I was not I was not opposed for them taking a Chase in the first round because he he turned out to be an incredible selection. But uh, I agree. I mean, you give up seven sacks in the game, six in the second half. Uh, Bengals couldn't move the ball in the second half, could they?
4: Nah, that's exactly right. When you don't give your quarterback, who I believe is probably one of the best in the NFL, a chance to do something. Uh, he spent more time on his back than he did anywhere
2: else. No question, it was uh, it was tough sledding for sure. But I tell you, I'm happy for Matthew Stafford, uh, the Rams quarterback. He he played on so many subpar teams up in Detroit, and of course Andrew Whitworth, who spent I think 11 seasons here in Cincinnati and and never had a taste of playoff success. And he gets a ring at age 40. So you got to feel pretty good for those guys.
4: Oh yeah, those two guys have spent their, most of their career in uh um in D- uh, the dumpster, or- dumpster fires.
2: Dumpster fires.
4: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, I am happy for him. Uh, Watching the game, I was kind of happy for uh, either team that won, actually. Uh, It's been a long time for a lot of the players, like you said, and and the Bengals themselves. But I do believe the area is proud of – the Bengals regardless
2: of the loss. Well, no question. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about your team. And, of course, we, we, we don't have a, a great news to talk about from Saturday. Um, it was our second second regional broadcast of the day. You played down there at Crawford County against uh, North Knox, and uh, they got you 42-26. to 26. And, Matt, I think it can be summed up, the Warriors' defense really dictated the pace of that game.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, as well as most people that watch us, we that was one of our big things. We wanted to dictate the pace of every game. Right. And they just didn't allow us to. We uh, probably, I would say, the first quarter, about half of it, we got to do what we wanted to.
0: Uh-huh.
4: And then other than that, it, you know, it was their pace. And, and if you watch this, our girls just can't go at that pace. We tried, yep. and we hung with them for about a half.
2: Yeah. Well, there were there were parts and you and I talked about this after the game. Uh there was there was a little wrinkle to to your plan that I don't think anybody had seen throughout the course of the season is that uh you saw ahead of time that there were going to be some opportunities for you to go over the top and try to beat them in transition and it it was panning out to the point where you had the kid up the floor and was open but you didn't always make the connection from point A to point B.
4: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, If you watch them on video, which we watch plenty of film, they attack after they miss a shot. So we knew that getting one person back, we would have that advantage. But like I said, my girls aren't used to um, getting the ball up the floor in one pass most of the time. So we were always always short on that pass or gave them time to get back to get on us, Um, you know. We tried something a little different because they had an opening for it and yeah. it just didn't quite work out.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you get to that point and, and you're going into that game as a, as a fairly substantial underdog, you've, you've got to take your shots and, and you guys you guys rolled the dice there. It just didn't work out.
4: Yeah, my girls loved being the underdogs this year because uh-huh. uh, it seemed like every game we went into we were that way. Uh-huh. And uh, But, you know, this group of girls I had, anything I threw at them I asked them to do, they, they generally did a good job of it. Um, it was just that fast speed that they yeah. couldn't keep up with.
2: Well, there was there was a point that, uh, and I know the third quarter was, was certainly the, the turning point of the game because, I mean, you, you were held to a free throw, and I only had you down for taking two field goals the entire quarter. It was that kind of a quarter. But I really thought the game started to take a different tone within that final minute of the second quarter.
4: Yes, it did. Um, and I, I honestly, in my opinion, just on the sidelines, um, we got wore out. Yeah, uh, We're so used to wearing teams out and then taking over in the fourth quarter. Right. And we just couldn't do that. They, uh, I, I described them to one other person that North Knox is like a bunch of hornets. <laughs> you get away from one, and then another one comes and bites you in the back end. Right. Um, it, was, it was just like we could never get away from them, and it wore my girls out.
2: Yeah, uh, they, they definitely looked gassed in the fourth quarter. There was no question about that. But uh, an extremely quick North Knox team, uh, the, You know, they pretty much played in your hip pocket the, the entire afternoon.
4: That's correct. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, the fourth quarter, they were gassed. When I took the girls off the court, I think Rachel Meyer was the first one I took off. Um, she, was, she was shot. Uh, yeah. I don't think she had anything left in her. Um, then I think I uh, pulled Gracie and then Caitlin Samples off. And those girls were so tired. And the thing is, as a coach, when they come off the court looking like that, you know they did one thing you asked them to do, and that was give 110% all 32
2: minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely they did. And, um, you know, North, uh, I think, forced you guys. We had you down for 17 turnovers, and they were able to turn a lot of those miscues into points, and that certainly played into the Warriors' favor.
4: Yeah, the live the live ball turnovers killed us. Um, yeah, we can turn the ball over if they don't score on it, but it seemed like every time we turned it over, uh-huh. they were scoring.
2: Yeah, well, let's talk big picture now. Your team finishes uh, the year at, with an eighteen and nine record. You won eleven out of your last twelve ball games, and I, I think I think we start here with what your team went through before you got onto that run because you guys were dealing with a lot of adversity up until you got onto that hot streak.
4: Yeah, that, that, exactly. We, uh, and we didn't use that as an excuse throughout the season. Um, actually, it started the first, the second day of practice, uh, before we had practice, I got a text message from Rachel Meyer and got the news that she had been diagnosed with cancer. And, yeah. you know, as a coach, that's not something you want to hear. Right. Um, and then it was probably, I don't know, I'm going to say maybe a week and a half, two weeks later that you find out that her sister's in the hospital. Right. Uh, so those two of my senior starters, uh, and and they just, you know, I told the team I said we're probably not going to win a lot of games right now, but we want to be healthy by the February mark and firing on all cylinders. And I'll be honest, Gracie Gunner and Alexa Hyde stepped up as seniors, uh, uh-huh. took over the team, filled in those spots, um, and some of the younger girls like my daughter Maya, she uh, she she played in spots she normally wouldn't have. Right. And um, Lydia uh, Cornett came up from the JV. I think she played one game JV, and I was like, you can't play there anymore. you got to come up and <laughs> start giving me some time, you know. Right. Um, so we struggled through those first, you know. I think we ended up being, um, well, what was it, uh, seven and eight. And then we finally got everybody together, and like you said, we went on that eleven-game win streak.
2: Yeah, I remember you telling me, um, and I can't remember specifically what game it was, but it was uh, it might have been before the uh, maybe this, the the third Jacksonville game or whatever it was. Um, I think you said this. I, I want to take a picture because this is the first time this season that we've had everybody on the floor at the same time.
4: Yeah, that was that was right before the county attorney. Oh, okay, uh, so it was January third. Yeah. Um, and we were at practice. We had all the players on the floor and all our coaches there. And that literally was the first time all all season long that we had everybody at a practice.
2: That's amazing. So yeah, you know, the highlights for this season. Uh, you know, you get the the Ripley County Tournament Championship. Uh, you get uh, the school's uh, second straight sectional, the, the tenth overall. Uh, you go undefeated in the ORVC. Uh, that's that, that. There there are a lot of nails there you can hang a hat on.
3: Yeah, and
4: that's what I told the girls. Um, I said, you know, you don't be don't be sad for what you didn't do. Be happy for what you did do. Right. Um, there's 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 very few teams that are going to be able to go through a season and say they got all three of those things accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for our senior class, those that played, um, well, not just the senior class, but the the girls that play volleyball and basketball, um, did all three back-to-back. They did it in volleyball season and they did it in basketball season. But uh, it's all determination. This this group of girls um, has had a lot of that this season. Uh, They didn't let the bad things keep them down. They figured out ways to win. (laughs) And, um, you know, if you talk to girls, maybe one of their most proud moments is uh, just the fact that they uh, beat Jack and Bell not once but twice, that was three times.
2: Yeah, that that was certainly big, no question. Um, as you uh, reflect on your seniors this year, talk a little bit about the Meyer twins, Rachel and Sarah. And yeah, you mentioned uh, the the how Gracie Gunner and Alexa Height both uh, needed to step up early and then continue to play a very prominent role in this team throughout the year.
4: Yeah, Rachel, Rachel, this this is a tough conversation to have uh, when you're you're losing four. Seniors that you know you absolutely adore and love. I yeah. mean, these girls were sophomores when I started coaching. Um, I actually coached them in eighth grade as well, mm-hmm. and you know they were put into positions as sophomores on the varsity that they weren't ready for, but I had to have them there. Right. Um, so they learned quick there. But the leadership that Sarah and and Rachel have is a quiet one. Yeah. Um, they 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 don't. They're not outspoken um, as much as the other two, and they like to show their leadership on the floor and how they do things. Um, but you couldn't ask for a better post player in, for three years than Rachel. She's come a long way. Um, she has worked tremendously hard to get to where she's at. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, up until this year, she has led our our team in, in most of the stat categories um, to have a six foot girl that is your assist leader is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, she, she sees the court well. And as you saw Saturday, she was my point guard part of the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just use her however you can. Um, Sarah was our outside shooter. She's worked hard on knocking those shots down. I do feel that uh, she hasn't felt well for a, more than just what we knew about. Um, I think in the past, she's had this issue and just didn't know it. Um, yeah. But she's never let it Never let it keep her down. Yeah. She's done a great job uh, for us for the three years as well. And then, um, then you have the two that uh, are outspoken. You have Gracie and Alexa. Alexa Height is one of those girls that uh, is not going to fill any part of this fat sheet up. But you, you, um, you have her on the floor as many minutes as you possibly can. No doubt. She'll use all. she use all five fouls. Uh, you can guarantee you that. <laughs> and you can't and take them with up. you. No, that's right, and she's not taking many with her. I'll tell you that <laughs> uh for being uh five foot two or whatever she really is. um you know she did a great job of rebounding. She didn't back down from anybody. She was always outside. It seemed like um but she's come a long way. you know her attitude when I started as a sophomore was probably one of the biggest things that we had to work on, and now you watch her as a senior um great attitude on the floor. Picking her teammates up all the time, backing them up, um, and then ends up winning the mental attitude for the yeah. conference.
2: That's fantastic. Uh, that's that's big yeah. stuff there.
4: Yeah, and I was so proud of her. Uh, she she really deserved it the yeah. way she has uh, come along. And uh, then you got Gracie. Gracie's my uh, she's my co coach. She's the yeah. one on the floor that has ran the team for you know at least the last two years. She's listed as a forward, but we both know that uh, that girl has handled the ball more than anybody <laughs> on the court. Right? Uh, she runs my offense. She does everything I ask her to do. Um, never once have I seen her come off the floor not tired. Okay. Um, she's given 100% all the time. And as a coach, even if you're not the most talented, if you do that, you're making a coach happy. Right? And, uh, you know, her skill set back in eighth grade, uh, it's funny. My I just got a message from her dad remembering when I did awards program back in eighth grade, and I gave her most improved, and said that uh, she's got a lot of talent. She was just never given the chance to use it. Right. Well, she's given given the chance now the last three years, and it's it's really shined. Mm-hmm. I'm super proud of her.
2: Well, that's that's a that's an outstanding group of seniors, and I know you're sorry to see them go, and I'm I'm sorry we won't be able to to have a broadcast with them anymore. But we must look ahead now and uh, look ahead to next season, and you've you've got some talent coming back. Uh, let me throw a couple of names out at you, and you give me some comments. Let's start with Emily Flood.
4: Yeah. All right, Emily Flood. This year, uh, spent you know she started every single game. She's uh, she's truly really the point guard. Um, she's had her highs and lows this year, but that's that's the learning of uh, the varsity sport instead of JV. Uh, you know, she comes out in the County tournament, and scores 22 points and mm-hmm. is the MVP of that. Right. And then she, then she can turn around and not score a single point. Yeah. Um, but she's doing all the other stuff. Sure. Defensively. Um, and another girl that's probably five, I don't know, six and rebounds super well. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so her little motor is going to be a big help next year uh, running the team. We just got to get her a little more confident with the ball in her hand.
2: Well, we certainly saw what she is capable of doing, and hopefully that will translate into uh, some success uh, next year. You mentioned rebounding with Emily Flood, and I think uh, somebody who just seemed to get big boards when you needed them, Caitlin Samples.
4: Yeah, this is one of those kids that you're going to be really, as a coach, you're going to be sad to see go um, after her senior year. Uh Caitlin, is Brad. uh, As everybody knows, her dad is Brad Samples, and uh, him and I have joked around about her. Uh, She would trip on a piece of paper if she had to jump over it, you know. Um, So, you know, she, she has given us so much more than what her athletic ability is, and. You couldn't ask for a kid to do more than what she does. She's yeah. always in her active spot. She's always working hard. Uh, she comes off the court in the first half of the regional game Saturday, and she's our leading scorer with eight points. Right. Uh, you know, I think she led the fast break a couple of times. She's mm-hmm. just that kid that's going to do what she has to do to help the team win. Yeah.
2: How about uh, you You mentioned her earlier. Let's talk a little bit more about her right now, a, a girl that you brought up early off the JV, Lydia Cornette.
4: Yeah, Lydia. Uh, Lydia's uh, honestly, she's uh, she's going to be the replacement of Alexa Height. Uh-huh. Uh, they they got a motor that doesn't stop. Yeah. I mean, uh, Saturday uh, Lydia came into the game and just I mean, she I always tell her when she walks in, I'm like, put it in beast mode. <laughs> and and you saw it Saturday, yeah. man. She just attacked. Yeah. And we got to work on her shot. You know, she's not shooting uh, the ball that great, uh, but. When you can use her on the defensive end like we did with Alexa and shut some people down, uh, she's not afraid to go inside and grab rebounds as well. Um, she's going to be a, a great asset to the team next year. Uh, and you'll see those numbers in her stack categories uh, go up quite a bit, I would say.
2: All right, I'm going to throw one more name out at you, and I bet you can't guess who it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. How about how about your daughter, Maya.
4: Yeah. Uh hopefully she comes back, Bryce. Uh,
2: <laughs> Is she in the transfer portal?
4: Yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> in that. Uh so we're hanging on tight, hoping that she sticks around. Uh, uh what's no, what what's her
2: know. what's her favorite snack cake? Maybe stock up on those at the house to keep her around.
4: <laughs> yeah, well she's gluten free, so we gotta find those oh, gluten free donuts okay. I think we'll get her
2: we'll get her to stay. Well, uh, well, she and I can't go on road trips together then cuz we will, we don't we all jive. you know. I I, I it, I'm all junk all the time, man.
4: Yeah, yeah, she can't handle that. So, okay. uh, but no, all seriousness, she's a great kid. She's a coach's kid. She's been the one that gets the brunt of everything. Um and as a dad, I, you know, and the coach, I can tell you that I'm hard on her and she's done a great job this season of uh, putting up with me. I put her in situations that she should never be in. Um, matter of fact, you know, the conference game that we've all talked about when we played Switch, her being in the game with 10.8 seconds to go to hit two free throws to win right. um, is possibly the greatest thing that could ever happen to her uh-huh. because that's a positive on top of old dad's negative all the time. Yeah. Um, but but she's a, she's a shooter. we got to find ways next year to get her open so she's comfortable shooting the ball. Um, and we'll... we'll We'll figure it out. We're going to have a different team than we had this yeah. year on how we play. So, it's,
2: it's going to look quite different indeed.
4: Yeah, and but I have no no fear. We'll figure it out. The, these girls, they, they like to win. So, um, you know, you tweak a few things here and there, and we'll get it. Figured
2: out. All right. Well, Coach, uh, congratulations on a great season. Uh, you know, after everything that you went through at the very beginning, and then just uh, absolutely getting on a an incredible roll late there, and uh, uh, came away with a, another sectional championship. And uh, we look for good things from the Lady Raiders again uh, next season.
0: Thanks
4: a lot, Bryce. I appreciate all the coverage you guys did this year, and uh, your your positive attitude when I'm around helps uh, a ton. Just so you know.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. Appreciate you, coming on the show tonight. We'll uh, we'll do it again next year. All right. All right, sounds good. All right, that was Matt McNew, girls basketball head coach at South Ripley. After another brief timeout, Batesville swim coach Greg McMullen will join me. You're listening to Coach's Corner delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9
0: WRBI. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Ison's Family Pizza has a new amazing chocolate caramel lava butt cake. You got to try one of our personal sized chocolate butt cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum-o! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for for the best pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or Ison'sFamilyPizza.com.
5: Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
1: Is your business network equipped to handle 2022? Get fast, reliable internet now with speeds up to one gig. From small storefronts to large enterprise, schools, and healthcare, Great Plains Communications scalable technology solutions are ready to fit your needs. With local teams backed by over a century of experience, local service with a global connection. Contact us today at 833-341-2324 or gpcom.com. Speeds and availability may vary by location back to more Coach's Corner delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI
2: Sitting in once again for the Hall of Famer Ron Raver I'm Bryce Kendrick Welcome back to Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza on WRBI Our show is also brought to you in part by Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment Thanks to South Ripley Girls Basketball Coach Matt McNew for coming on the show in our last segment We switch our attention now from the hardwood to the pool as we are joined now by head coach of the Batesville Swim Team. He is Greg McMullin. Greg, welcome back to the show.
3: Thank you, Bryce. It's happy to be
2: here. Well, it's uh, it's great to have you, and we're going to talk a lot about swimming, but, of course, the uh, topic of conversation was the big Super Bowl from yesterday, Bengals falling 23-20. to 20. Uh, What did you think about the game?
3: I mean, I thought the Bengals played great. I can't lie. I was cheering for the Rams a little bit. As a Colts fan, <laughs> um, my, my daughter... Uh, my seven-year-old it was broken-hearted this morning when she woke up to hear that they lost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great game to watch. Uh, it was a lot of fun and I don't know what the critics are talking about though. The, um, the baby coming out of retirement for E Trade was quite possibly my favorite <laughs> commercial of the
2: night. All right, well, we, we have one vote for that one. Thank you very much for that, Coach. I do appreciate it. Hey, you of are course. you are right in the middle of postseason, and you know swimming is is one of those uh, strange animals when it comes to sports and postseason. You, you've got the girls that wrap up, and then you got the boys that are right on the heels of that. I want to talk about your girls' program first. Uh, they just wrapped things up at the sectional this past weekend, and and big picture what were you impressed by with your girls uh, at columbus north
3: oh my goodness there was so much um so one of the biggest things for us is you know just being able to be there on you know that second day wow. obviously this this time it was monday um but just being able to be there so last year i think i looked at it and we had um, i think we had three individual swims and this year we had six so we had nine total swims this year fantastic um, between the relays and individually and I think that this is the first time that I've ever had this. I had all three of my swimmers in a single event. Um, so we had uh, Lily Wannell, Maria Lopez, both seniors, um, capping out their career in the 100 Butterfly. And they were joined by freshman Isabel Robb. Wow. And all three of those ladies were in the 100 Fly, consolation swimming together. Uh, and it was just a beautiful thing to be able to say that we had that. I mean, on... On the girls, I know that we've had um, a, a few years ago. We had Hallie Rank and Allison Storms finishing in the in the uh, 200 IM, and um, I know Ashley Dalton had had done some fantastic things. And she just finished up her HCAC career with the uh, Anderson Ravens this past weekend. Um, and it's just been you know it's been great to be able to see that. And then also it's just like last year we go from, you know, two or three and the year before that we had three or four and, you know, this year to be able to jump up to six individual swims on Saturday um, while by comparison of some other teams, that probably is just like, that would be a bad year for us. That was a a great year to be able to come out with that. Um, So, yeah, and um, our our 200 medley relay finished in sixth place, which, you know, gets them on the podium and Mm -hmm. all of those other swims that we had, um, they were unfortunately in the consolations, but You know, they scored points for the Bulldogs. They put us on there. Um, We had great cheering, great uh, team camaraderie. Uh, They brought a parade of champions out. And, you know, being able to see our girls walk right past our bench, all of our swimmers, at the very first um, event of the night with that, you know, parade of finalists, it was just it was a good way to start off the meet, yep. um, and we finished really, really strong, too.
2: So. Well, you and I talked about this the last time, and swimming, I think, above of above all other high school sports is probably one of the tougher nuts to crack as far as being able to advance because you go straight from a sectional to a state. There isn't a regional. There isn't a semi-state. But even just to move from the prelims to get into that second day to where you are competing and, and you're, trying to, you're trying to bring over as many kids as possible, and it sounded like uh, that was a pretty good day for you.
3: Yeah, and I mean, we're going up against, you know, the behemoth schools of Bloomington North, Bloomington South, Columbus East, Columbus North, and I would even lump East Central into that. Yeah, You know, and so if you look at schools similar to our size, you've got Milan was the only school in front of Batesville within, you know, outside of that. So it was, you know, Bloomington North, South, Columbus East North, East Central in the top five. Right. It was Milan. It was Batesville, it was Greensburg, it was Edgewood. And like that, those were the top schools. you know, if you look at six, seven, honestly, we tied for seventh with two other schools. So right. if you look at six and seven, like there's four schools right there that are a lot smaller in size. They just don't have that same depth. They don't have that same reach. And, and we're competing really well with them. Um, so it's just I don't know. It's it was really cool to watch, and it's going to be really exciting to see what the boys do later this week.
2: Yeah, we're going to get to the boys in just a second. but I want to stay on the girls oh, here for course. just a minute. Um, what was the biggest surprise for you from from uh, the weekend for the girls?
3: Yeah, so I think the biggest surprise for me um, was just seeing the level of commitment um, uh-huh. on that second that second day. You know, I I had gone up to a couple and like, hey. You know, this is kind of where we are. Like, do you do you want to maintain your spot? Do you want to do you want to give it up to somebody else? Like, do you want to let them have an opportunity to swim? Basically, right? And you know, m- more so on the relays, I was not going to give my individuals that out. To be like, no, I just want to be done. I'm you know, I'm out. Right. Um, just to just to kind of see, it. and they were just like, no, like I want that. Right. I want that closure um, to be able to do that, and and that was awesome. And they stepped up. You know, it was our. I think our four hundred three relay was heated 11th going into finals. If <laughs> I remember right, my, I think that's what it was. Um, and those girls went to finish ninth. Um, so it's like they they won that heat and dropped tremendous times. We had um, a freshman Avery Jones who, in the flat hundred, went. I think she went a 108, 107. But like she won a 105 on the relay, and it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, like, you finally, it finally clicked, yeah. you know, like, you're you're getting to that point where it's like, I've got to put this extra effort in to, one, maintain my spot on the team, uh, you know, the relay team, and then, two, like, we really wanted to get that. If we had not won that relay, yeah. we would not have been in seventh place. Yeah, Like, that's the difference maker right there.
2: The um, of course weather played a factor in the uh, girls sectional this year too. How how big of a deal was it that uh, the the final day got moved from Saturday to Monday?
3: So I, I really don't think it made too big of a difference for us. Um, obviously, you know the IHSA dictates that we're not allowed to to um, compete or train on Sundays, sure. which perfectly fine. They everybody deserves that day off. Right. Um, so the hardest part was you know we went on Wednesday. Um, YMCA is closed on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, sectional gets moved, no big deal. We'll take Thursday off uh-huh. um, because we couldn't go swim. And then Friday rolls around and we, we don't get clearance to go swim either. Right. So, you know, it didn't affect the girls hardly at all. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of like mental, like, oh my gosh, like I haven't swam since Wednesday. Like, what am I going to do? We got to the pool, we calmed them down. Um, you know, we, we went through a warm up on Saturday. Um, and then it was just like, okay, like, you know what to do. Like your body is trained for this. Um, you know, it, it, I would say that it probably would have had a bigger impact on our guys just because it was basically five days off because we weren't able to run a workout on Saturday morning either. But for the girls, they, they rolled with it. They Mm -hmm. swam great. Um, I'm going to pull up here. I have, I thought I had everything pulled up, but I think that we swam, Um, we swam 24 events and 17 of those were season best time or better. Oh wow! And so it's just like, right. So we're, we're performing at almost a 60% PR. Um, and then there were an additional three season best times on there. So like we're, we're, we were competing at a high level. Um, you know, even though we had all of those things and, you know, everybody did. Everybody was in that similar situation. It's not like, you know, it's like, oh, well, is us. Like, no, everybody had that same scenario. Right. Everything was moved. Things were shut down. There's not a whole lot we can do about it, but we go in there still and, and swim to the level that I know that those kids are capable of and beyond. Um, there were a couple of surprise swims out of our freshmen, you know, that kind of like opened their eyes and like, wow, I just did that? It's like, yeah, you did. Like, <laughs> we know that you're capable um, and now you're finally seeing and having that moment of just like, okay, like, he's not crazy, you know, for yelling at us to, to make sure we hit our foot turns or, you know, whatever that it is, they, they're finally like having that aha moment as a, as a freshman. It's obviously our juniors and seniors who have kind of been there, they're seeing those same kind of results and, and successes. It's just like, they stuck with the plan. They, they trusted the process. They went through the motions, they're like, okay, we got this. This is gonna be a good scenario for us. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a good way to cap out our career.
2: Well I um I tried a flip turn once when I was training for a triathlon. I was doing some winter swimming and I I darn near busted my ankle. So that was that was the one and last time that, that I tried to do a flip turn. It's not that you need one in a triathlon anyway, but I thought I'd give it a shot and it didn't go well, coach, not at all. Well, come on over to the pool and we'll make sure you get it right. (laughs) All right, I appreciate that. We're speaking with Greg McMullen, the Batesville swim coach. And, uh, Coach, let's switch our attention now to uh, the boys as uh, their sectional prelims will be coming up on Thursday. I want to backtrack just a little bit first and and go back to the EIAC meet. Uh, You guys had a very strong finish, a second place finish.
3: We did. Um, You know, that second place finish is great for those boys. Uh, Two years in a row, we've been able to do that. Um, Unfortunately, we've never been able to climb that mountain to get first uh, in the 20 year. History of the program. We've had a number of, you know, MVPs on both the girls and boys side. Uh-huh. Um, you know, winning winning those individual events, either you know a co MVP, tying with somebody else, or whatever. But it's it's we did have a very successful meet on our boys side for sure. Um, we had Will Johnson and Sean Callahan get their all EIAC credentials. Ben yeah. Monster missed out, I think, by one spot, maybe two in uh, the 100 breaststroke. I can't remember off the top of my head. Right. Um,
2: I'm, I'm getting older in my memory. <laughs>
3: well,
2: uh, we are going back. We are going just, back a little bit, coach.
3: Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, it would have been awesome to have three of those boys or, you know, any of our girls even. Um, but I mean, Connorsville and East Central and all those, they had, tr- they just had tremendous needs uh, that day. Everybody was really, really well prepared. So, um, you know, we, we just we do the best that we can, um, you know, given our circumstances, given our abilities. Uh, we had a couple of people that were sick or took some time off around Christmas. So that obviously interrupts training just a little bit to, to be able to be exactly where we want to be. We're, we're caught back up and I think we're going to have a, a good sexual meet, you know, here right coming up on Thursday
2: coming quick well just just because I got some notes in front of me here I'm going to throw out uh, some names of uh, some of your boys that had second place finishes uh, uh, at the EIEC you had your 200 medley relay team uh, Sean Callahan in the 200 free Ben Monster in the 200 IM Will Johnson in the 50 free Johnson again the 100 free Callahan and the 500 free the 200 free relay and also the 400 free relay that was a good day
3: it was it absolutely was those guys uh you know, uh, Sean and Ben—they're—they're uh, seniors—and you know, I, I got a little missed yacht on Saturday when we recognized them—and and, you know, obviously Maria Lopez and all those—all those girls as well. It's just one of those things where, um, you know, these kids have kind of come through a, a brand new program. You know, obviously, they came in my second year uh, working here at Batesville, and it's—they've helped to make a make a big transitional shift. Um, you know, you try to retain a little bit of the previous coaches methodologies and mindset for those kids that are retained. But then, you know, eventually you got to start to, to run with your own program. That's something that TJ had pushed in me, you know, from day one when I met him. I was like, this is yours. Don't, yeah. don't make it, don't make my program yours. Make this program yours. And right. That's what I've tried to do over the years. And um, the, this group of kids is the one that I feel like has had uh, that biggest impact of making that full shift. Uh-huh. Um, to say that like, okay it's it's finally what I envision this program to be um and so it's just it's really hard to lose a good group of kids yeah. you know um and i I know any any age group or high school or collegiate coach they're gonna they're gonna have that same feeling about a group of kids at some point in time, but um you know it's gonna be good to have uh, Kieran and will and um Obermeyer and a couple of our other juniors and sophomores, and then you know our freshman class on um, the girls' team has been exceptionally strong mm-hmm. um, from start to finish, and and then it's just uh, it's going to be what do we have in the eighth grade class that's going to come up? Right. So. All
2: right. Well, yeah. before we jump, uh, I, I I do want to bring up something here. Um, this this fascinates me. You went to uh, the IUPUI Auditorium and competed in the Schools with No Pools Invitational, which I love the title by the way. Um, but if if yeah. I if I was reading through that information correctly, I s- thought I saw some events where there were actually up to fifty different athletes competing. Is that correct?
3: That is correct. Um, That's amazing. So we we do we do go up to that meet. Verbuck um, Jesuit is a. Fantastic host uh, for that, and they host everything over at the IU Natatorium, and we just have the opportunity to swim with other other schools that don't have their own aquatic facilities. Right. So it's it's up to about twenty different teams um, that don't have pools, and right. you know we just happen to be one of them. And uh, Oldenburg was actually invited first, and I kind of heard about it. I'm like, hey, like why not swim us? Swim at the same place. Can can we get an invite? And so. You know, Kat cat graciously introduced me to dj fair and uh, they're like yeah like come on up well, that's so great. We, we got that invite and you know the, the i mean the last two years that we've gone there we've had victories in that in that pool will johnson and benjamin monster were able to come away, away with wins this year and two years ago because it was canceled because of covid last year um our medley relay won straight out of the gate on the boys side uh, benjamin monster sean callahan will johnson and ethan brewer were part of that crew and now ethan brewer is a Freshman at IUPUI, so he a actually, a couple of the kids got the front, that swam in that meet uh, two years ago actually came to watch us compete um, this year. So it was really cool, kind of a full circle moment to say, you know, you guys were the first ones. And, yeah. You know, we intend to keep coming back and, and as long as they'll have us. so. But yeah, the finish, I think the boys finished in fifth, and the girls were eighth or ninth, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, maybe even tenth. Um, but you got 19, 20 schools, and and we're able to, to even finish within the the top 10. It's just like you guys are doing something right. Yeah. Like we're definitely we're definitely competing well. Um, and you know, there's there's so much to say about being able to swim in that you know historic venue uh, and seeing all the Olympian names on the wall, mm-hmm. especially the ones from 2022 or uh, 2021, whichever way you look at it. I guess right. 2021. Um the uh Olympic divers that their names were up there on the wall mm-hmm. um, since they qualified there if this uh the previous previous year. So you know, it's it's so much fun. Uh, the kids enjoy it and it's a weird atmosphere because they do run uh, a north and south pool, so the girls will run in one, the boys will run in the other. And so it's as a coach it's just like, Okay, who do I have in what pool when? <laughs> um, Gotta keep your head you on the swivel trying to watch as many races as you possibly can, <laughs> standing in the middle of the pool. I, I mean, obviously, you know, having Coach Howard there and a couple of team managers to, yeah. you know, help coordinate and point people in the right direction is great. But it's, you know, it's just, it's so much fast swimming, um, so much fun, so much energy coming out of it. And, you know, above it all, every single one of the seniors on every single one of those teams gets recognition. Yeah. Um, so it's wow. really kind of turned into a senior night for, every kid that is there and you know we got a couple hundred parents in the stands and you know uh again like you said you know upwards of 50 to 60 Mm -hmm. kids in an individual event um swimming at the same time so it's it's just i don't know it's it's a good atmosphere it's a fun place and I hope we get to go for years to come.
2: Good feel-good day all around. Well, I hope you have some uh, some good feelings, some good vibes coming up uh, for the uh, boys' sectional. Uh, the prelims start on Thursday, the 17th. Finals are on Saturday, the 19th. Uh, give us uh, a little outlook on, on Batesville boys' swimming coming up. Who stands the best chance to uh, be uh, in the championship finals on Saturday?
3: So we have a lot of people that are kind of in that bubble zone. Um, I know Sean Callahan, I think he's ranked ninth in the 503. We've got Will Johnson, who is 4th and 6th in the 50 and 100. I don't remember exactly um, which, which of us. I think he's 4th in the hundred and sixth and 6th in the 50, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ben Moster, uh, I think he's in 6th place in the 100 breaststroke. Um, he's in the top... I know he's in the top 16 in the 200 IM. Uh, He is number, what is he, number seven uh, in the 200 IM. So, you know, we've got a lot of people. Uh, We've got Joseph Schroeder um, and Matthew Chalvi, a senior and sophomore, who are, uh, again, kind of in that bubble zone in the 200 free and the uh, 50 free for Joe, 200 free for Matt. Um, And so it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I had this conversation with them um, last, I guess it was either last Friday or Saturday. I was like, we're we're close. Yeah. We have a lot of potential. I think we've got the, the potential for 12 individual swims.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: But, and I told them, I'm like, you guys have got to be on your game. You've got to be ready to go. You've got to be ready to race. You've got to be ready to compete. Because mm-hmm. um, when you look at how... The sectional is seeded when you look at our preliminary heat sheet. It's a circle seed. So, you know, you've got three heats that the number one seed is in the third heat. Number two is in the second heat. Number three is in the the first heat. Mm -hmm. And it just continues to go in that pattern. And so it's like you might be in the fastest heat. but That doesn't mean you're the fastest kid. Right. Um, Or it doesn't mean you're in the top eight of that. You know, you're actually probably, you know, number seventeen. Number 24, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in those zones, you know, you may not be where you think you are. So you've got to be able to compete and you've got to be able to beat somebody who may have just swam or you need to out swim whoever's coming after you. Mm-hmm. And and so it, it creates a really cool dynamic because we're constantly sitting there and be like, okay, like they just went to 24. Like is a 24 going to make it this year? Right. You know, so it's just like, There's so much excitement on that front, um, but, you know, we've got, like I said, we've got 12 individuals that could make it back on Saturday. Um, All of our relays are currently set up within the the potential to get into the top eight um, for that final podium. But again, anything can happen. Um, Last year, we had a relay get DQ'd on the girls' side, so it's like all of a sudden that relay was just gone. Um, This year, you know, it's just like trying to make sure that, you know, when we're going to practice like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna practice fast, but on Thursday, we wanna guarantee, you know, watch them touch that wall before you go off. But make sure that you are swimming fast. Because we don't want the disqualification, but we wanna make sure that we're there. Right. We don't want I mean, ideally we don't want to be in the top sixteen. We want to be in the top eight. Right. Um but you know, I'm never going to discount the fact that our our kids are still scoring points and, and being there. But it's just like if we can get you know 11 instead of nine, if we can get uh, 14 instead of two, like whatever it is, like if we can be there, we need to be there, right? Um, and we need to just try to steal as many points from you know some of those other teams or get in the way of some other teams to make sure that we have a better standing at the end of the end of the meet.
0: Well,
2: coach. Um, yeah. Well, coach. I hope you. Uh, I hope you take a whole bunch of boys back with you to Columbus on Saturday. We wish you all the best.
3: Well, thank you so much. And I think I'm taking them all because uh, they understand that they get five guys afterwards. So that's <laughs> kind of their treat. At the end of the season, we we go and invade the five guys in Columbus.
2: So. Nice, nice carrot to dangle, coach. I like that.
3: Absolutely. I mean, hey. Who doesn't want a good burger after working out real, real hard? Right there you like go. A, that's I, kind of our our carrot we dangle.
2: I hear you. I hear you, Coach. I really appreciate you coming on the show again. Good luck to you guys Thursday and Saturday. All right,
3: thank you so much. You have a great one, Bryce. You too. That
2: was Greg McMullen, the head coach of the Batesville Swim Program. After this short break, we'll talk some high school about some high school wrestlers who have made some waves on the mat this season. You're listening to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ice Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. Chocolate, caramel, lava, bundt
0: Chocolate caramel lava Bunt cake. Chocolate caramel lava Bunt cake. Isen's Family Pizza has a new amazing chocolate caramel lava butt cake. you got to try one of our personal size chocolate butt cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yummo. Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville the best pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or Ison'sFamilyPizza.com. Your local Lennox dealer, Hurt & Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating and cooling supplies and parts. Hurt and Helco, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more.
1: Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRBI.
2: Thanks to Batesville Swim Coach Greg McMullen for joining me in our last segment. I'm Bryce Kendrick, and you're listening to Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza, also brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. I wanted to give recognition in this last segment to some area high school wrestlers who have done some great things in the postseason. First, congrats to the entire East Central Wrestling team who repeated as regional champions and also had a very strong third-place finish at the Newcastle Semi-State behind Cathedral and Ron Colley. At the regional, EC had seven champions, Blake Wolfe at 126 pounds, Dylan Langrich, 136, Ryder Searcy, 145, Charlie Eusen, 160, David Nash, 182, Ryan Bavard 195, and Brayden Rouse at 220. A few other champions included Lawrenceburg's Corbin Walston at 152, Jackson Goodall, 285, along with Batesville's Josh Mobley at 170. 30 area wrestlers in all qualify for the Newcastle semi-state by placing in the top four at the Richmond Regional. Of those 30, six are moving on to the IHSAA State Finals starting this Friday. East Central had two semi-state champions, Blake Wolf at 126 and Charlie Eusen at 160. The Trojans' rider Searcy was second at 145. Teammates David Nash took third at 182 and Ryan Bavard placed fourth at 195. Also advancing to state from the area was Corbin Walston of Lawrenceburg, who finished fourth at 152. First round action begins this Friday at 11 a.m. for weight classes 152 pounds and up then again at 7 p.m. for classes 145 and lower. Quarterfinals open Saturday at 9.30 a.m., Constellations run at 5, and then the championships are showcased at 7.30. Don't forget the High School Boys Swimming and Diving sectional at Columbus North is this week. Prelims are Thursday and the finals are Saturday. It doesn't look like we will be dealing with any postponements like we did for the girls. I'll be back in just a moment to give you our basketball broadcast schedule this week and to put a wrap on today's show. You're listening to Coach's Corner delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. Chocolate
0: Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Ison's Family Pizza has a new amazing chocolate caramel lava bun cake. You've Got to try one of our personal sized chocolate butt cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum-o! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville the best pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or Ison'sFamilyPizza.com.
5: Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
2: Does your foot or ankle pain slow you down? Having practiced podiatry in southeastern Indiana for 15 years, Dr. Amy Jelenic has a wealth of experience helping people treat issues related to their feet. Her areas of focus range from foot and ankle trauma and arthritis to tendon repair and complications caused by diabetes. Dr. Jelenic sees patients at her office, located on State Road 129 in Batesville. To learn more, call 812 932 Forty-seven hundred. You
1: are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at one hundred three
2: point nine W R B I. Before I close the show tonight, I'd like to thank Cecil Eisen and the staff at Eisen's Family Pizza for being such great hosts. Our other wonderful sponsors, including Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Brun's Gutswiller. A big thanks to John Heil for engineering the show at the studio, and to my coaches who joined me tonight, East Central Girls Basketball's Kevin Moore, South Ripley Girls Basketball's Matt McNew, and Batesville Swimming's Greg McMullen. Our first of three boys basketball broadcasts this week is tomorrow night, in Aurora as South Dearborn welcomes Batesville. This is a makeup game from an earlier postponement. Because of South Dearborn's senior night between games, our projected airtime should be a little later than normal, around 7.30 or so. On Friday, we head to the Spartan Bowl as Connorsville entertains Franklin County. Then, on Saturday, we move to the Tree City as Greensburg plays host to South Ripley. And one special programming note, you can also listen to the Great American Race on WRBI, NASCAR's Daytona 500, this Sunday beginning at 1.30. The green flag drops, at 2 30 that will do it for me bryce kendrick sitting in for the hall of famer coach ron raver and his hall of fame wife sally i'll be back at 6 a.m tomorrow with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 noon to take you through your afternoon until then enjoy your evening and thanks so much for listening to coach's corner on country 103.9 wrbi Join us again next time for another edition
1: of Coach's Corner delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at WRBIRadio.com from 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.